Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello there, it's Jordan and Daniel. And we are here this week with the third part of our Disneyland with Kids series. And this week we are speaking again with Jessica from Happiest Blog on Earth. And she's helping us uh, with all her ideas and advice for taking teenagers to the parks. And this is actually something where for once we had some input too. Yes, we have done that. (laughs) We've taken our nieces, some of our nieces to the parks before and they were all teenagers when that happened so we actually had some advice to impart (laughs) but i think jessica had some much better yes much better ideas than we had so um we're excited to to share that with you Uh, of course we do have some news and such to update you with before we get to that point Uh, but before we get too far into it we have another new review yay yes we do it's from lizards for sunshine uh, they said, what a great find. Hitting on the important topics, I was a pass holder, but have felt overwhelmed the past few years in navigating post-COVID Disney as a magic key holder. This podcast cuts to the chase and gives so much info. Thanks for all the info I've been looking for in simple and quick episodes and for the fun topics that we will that we all always want to talk about. You guys are awesome. Thank you. We are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. And now you know the size of Dan's head. Yes. Well, I mean, it it is huge. If I try to put on a Disney hat or any others that's like triple XL, it still doesn't fit. That is true, actually. It doesn't look it until he (laughs) puts on that hat and it's just this tiny little thing on his head. It's very annoying. I don't know where that comes from. You should see him with mouse ears on. It just like sits on the very top. Yes. So, anyway, thank you. What was it, Lizards for Sunshine? Is that yes. The, that was a very interesting name. Yes. But thank you for those kind words. I like lizards, and they like sunshine. There you go, Lizards for Sunshine. I like it when the geckos in Disney World look like they're doing push-ups when they stand <laughs> there. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, because you point them out a lot, too. <laughs> One, and two, and three, and four, and... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, thank you for those kind words. And again, this is just your weekly reminder. If you haven't done so yet to uh, leave us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify or Audible. And if you are feeling very generous, then you can also leave us a five-star review on Apple. And we really, really appreciate every time that people do that. I mean a wordy review. What did I say? You said five-star. No, it's still a five-star review. Because you have to give it a rating oh, first. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And see, then you have to put words. And then you put words with the rating. <laughs> well, please put words, too. <laughs> so uh, we do have a few quick news items to talk about. I think the first one I want to mention briefly, and it's only it's not really that related to Disneyland. It's more just like Disney in general. But it's always kind of had me worried, and I don't know why. So... Um, you may have heard this week that uh, Disney canceled this big project that they were going to be doing in Florida called the Lake Nona Project. If For those of you who are not familiar with it, a few years ago, Bob Chapek, as CEO, had announced that Walt Disney Imagineering, which had for its entire history been located in Glendale, California, 
was going to be building a brand new campus in Lake Nona, Florida, which you said that turns out to be it's, just just it's outside of Orlando. Orlando-ish, yeah. I'm like I don't even know what a Nona is, but <laughs> so but they were going to be moving out there. There's lots of speculation as to why they were going to move out there. Not really super clear. All we know is that they weren't really trying to help people move out to Florida. And most of the Imagineering people were not happy. (laughs) No, they were not. Um, And so it was kind of expected when Bob Iger took over that people just thought he was going to drop it immediately. But it they just kind of pushed because they were already supposed to be there basically in this year and they pushed it to say we're going to try in 2026. Well, now they've decided they're not going to do that at all anymore. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't know why, but for me, I was always very concerned that with Walt Disney Imagineering being in Glendale, California, I mean, Disneyland already was getting like the short end of the stick sometimes because they were always focusing so much on what they could do in Florida and so I had this thought They do in have my the head. advantage of size, remember. Yes, I know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they shouldn't do more things in Florida when it's bigger. That's fine. But I just always had this worry that if they moved to Florida, that Disney was just going to become like the... Disneyland was going to become like the redheaded stepchild of the family. <laughs> and just forgot about completely. So for so many reasons, people are very excited about this. For the Imagineers that had already moved out to Florida as well, Disney is offering them money to move them back to California. (laughs) So the least they can do. (laughs) Yes. After everything. So that's basically the only thing that I really want to mention. It's just like a Disney wide company thing, but it does kind of deal with the theme parks a little bit because it's the people. Well, Disney Imagineers are the ones who design and build all things in the theme parks. So in Disney, in all of Disney, yes. So that's, that's all that that is referring to. A couple of other small things. So Disney has this week released a few more images and some concept art of this new splash pad that they are building with the villas at the Disneyland Hotel. It's so cute. Steamboat Willie themed. And the reason that we're talking about, again, I know you guys are like, oh my gosh, we stopped talking about DVC. This is not just because it's DVC. Um... This new pool area, the new splash pad and new pool that they are building with the DVC tower is not specifically for DVC members. It will actually be for any guests who are staying at the Disneyland Hotel. So there will be the existing monorail pool and D-ticket and E-ticket pools. And then they have, I believe it's going to be called, oh, I just had it in my head. Something like the pallet pool, that's what it's called. The new pool is called the pallet pool. And then they have this new Steamboat Willie splash pad. And it'll be open to all guests staying at the Disneyland Hotel. And we're still confused, or I am still confused, as to why which one of the one of the pools is salt water and the other is fresh water. It's like half salt water, right? <laughs> it was very strange. I think they're still doing it that way. I mean, it was a number of years ago the last time we were there. I don't but know yeah, why. it was very interesting that yeah, it was half salt water. Maybe it was just like partial ocean water. Yep, that's all Saving it is. The planet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And for all we know, it's not that way anymore because it's been a number of The new one will be Great Salt Lake uh, levels of salt. So you just kind of, <laughs> you can't get in the water because you're just staying on you top. You float so much. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you are going to be staying at the Disneyland Hotel after the DVC Tower opens, then this is just a whole new area that you will be allowed access to. It's not just for DVC members. Uh, 
Next thing is kind of more sad news dealing with the Great Maleficent Fire of 2023. Yeah. Uh, Fantasmic is confirmed to be closed through Labor Day while they work on some other new magic for it or something. So whatever that means. Yeah, that's the only upside is they did say they're going to be adding new magic to the show. I know that there's a lot of people that have been disappointed because they're like, why can't they just do the basically B a B version? I'm th- I'm wondering if there's just more damage to the stage than we're giving it credit for. I don't know. They took the scrim away, so. Yeah, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that they're almost done. Yeah, and supposedly the elevator thing that brings Mickey up and down is broken with the or with the fire. So who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's if they're just developing a whole new dragon system that's going to work so much better than Murphy ever did. Murphy was the name of that dragon, by the way, because anything Murphy's that could long. go wrong did go wrong. Well, the one in Florida also <laughs> exploded, too. Not the, not at Fantasmic, but the, yeah. in the parade. So I'm wondering if maybe it's just because of all this work that they have to do. They're like, if they can't do rehearsals on this stage then while we're working on it, then we can't do shows. I don't know. It's kind of sad, but... So through at least Labor Day, if you had dining reservations for like a dining package for Fantasmic anytime between now and then... They, well, Disney probably already has contacted you, but if they haven't yet, they will be about next steps. If it was a prepaid thing, they'll give you a refund. If it's not prepaid, if it was just a reservation, then we know from our friends who were just there There's that... There's a glitch. <laughs> or could oh, be a glitch. They they will give you the option. There could be a glitch in the system, but they will give you the option of just keeping the reservation just as a regular reservation at or either Blue canceling. Bayou or... Uh, the Riverbell Terrace, or you could just cancel it. Yeah, what was the glitch that she, she said They happened? weren't on the list. They had to like, look it up. Or she had to show her confirmation or something. Yeah, it was something like that. It was weird. But it could have also just, maybe it had nothing to do with Fantasmic. Who knows? But that is uh, something uh, to keep in mind. Also, in single writer news, they have <laughs> evidently re-added single writer to Soren. Am I weird that I didn't remember that it used to have a single writer? Yes, you're weird, but probably not for that necessarily. That's true. <laughs> Do you remember it having a single writer in the past? No. Everyone's been saying, oh, it's returned. Like, yeah, I- when Jessica had or showed on her uh, Instagram, or was it Facebook? Something. Uh, the picture showed the little paper things, so... I guess they did, and that's what they used to use those paper. Or they still use them, don't they? I think the, the I thought the paper thing was what they're doing now. Yeah. So in oh, case I you're know. wondering, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But in case you're wondering how this is going to work, there is no sign that says anything about single rider at at Soren right now. So if you're going up to the entrance and looking for the single rider entrance, it's secret evidently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, you just have to know that it exists. You just have to go and talk to the cast members and say you're wanting to do single writer, and they will give you a slip of paper and direct you kind of through, I don't know if it's through another door, kind of through the lightning lane, but then they will direct you to a separate line that's all the way on the right-hand side of, of the room, and that is the single writer. And so from there, I read something online that said there was one person who tried it, and they said it was 30 seconds from entering the building to getting into the loading zone thing. That's nice. 
Which, when you think about it, they're looking for single riders all the time. Yeah, well, that's why I was confused why they even did this, because there's that, when you're standing there, you have a huge blob of people, and they usually try to fill it with, like, they'll say, is there a group of two, is there a group of three, is there one? So, I'm wondering if maybe they took them all the way down to the end. I don't know. I know. It seems a little unnecessary to me, but especially the, if they're not advertising it. The whole single rider? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people just absolutely love single. I think maybe it has a lot to do with we don't use single rider very much. Yeah. No, I'm just saying there's other attractions I think would be better served with that, like Incredicoaster, obviously, already is. And yeah, although Incredicoaster, just for the record, the Incredicoaster. It does not Coaster, save you time. It does not. <laughs> if you are a single rider on Incredicoaster, just go through the line. It's so much faster. I've tried it. It really does not save you time. But this done does, does sound like it will save you a little bit of time uh, on Soren. So if you're interested... Or as some people call it when we're walking by, soaring. They call it what? Soaring. Oh, soaring. <laughs> soaring. Soaring. With a G. Soaring. Over California. Or yes. around the world. Yeah, around the world. Over things. <laughs> soaring over... Soaring. Soaring over things. I think that's just what they should call it. Yes. <laughs> soaring over things. That would be such a... <laughs> you just go over like a paper clip Whee! or a toilet. <laughs> well, you might be going over some toilets now. You can see those buildings. There's toilets in them. It's true. I, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see the toilets. You never said anything about seeing them. That's true. I'm just saying. All right. Should we call this like part three? Yes. Part three, Disneyland with teens. And joining us again is the expert in all things planning vacations with your kids in Disneyland, Jessica Sanders from the Happiest Blog on Earth. Uh, she's on Instagram and Facebook at Disneyland Plan, and also one of the, I think we've now decided it's the, the Empress of the Disneyland with Kids <laughs> Facebook group. <laughs> You're welcome. Applause here. Applause, yes. You can, you can awe and admire her on Facebook when you get join their, their Facebook group now. So we've talked about toddlers we've talked about um i kept calling them regular kids i still don't know why that's that's my thought on it now we're going to be talking about teenagers which in a lot of ways is a completely different ball game different all different all good all most good, good. mostly good <laughs> so shall we just puberty and all that should we just start with like what everyone first thinks of with teenagers and that's their attitudes or maybe their apathy about certain things in the parks. How do you, how do you manage that? Or Man, the hardest thing is getting them out of bed in the morning to <laughs> rope drop. I bet. Like, come on. Like they've just discovered that sleep is amazing <laughs> at that age and they love sleeping in and staying out late. So there's all kinds of benefits, but if you want a rope drop, it's going to, it's going to take a little bit of extra work getting them out of bed. I will say that does. There's some kids that will surprise you. Our oldest niece, she was the one that was kicking everyone else out of bed because yep. she just. I mean, granted, she just wanted to do nothing but rides, so that was extremely important to her. But it does not surprise me that for most teens, it right. would be, "Will Sleep. you just get up?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do you ha- ever have any times where like your kids have ever like suddenly had like just a teen moment in the parks where they just don't well, care about being happy anymore. <laughs> shoot, yeah. So I actually love the teen age and phase. Like we're having so much fun. I just like my youngest is a teenager officially this week. So I have Ooh. three teenagers and it's just, it's so much fun, but they're, 
um, the way they like to do the parks is different. So my middle child, my son, he is not a go, go, go person. So I've had to learn to adapt that he wants to come in and ride a few rides and then he wants to go back to the hotel and chill out or go shoot some hoops. Some hotels have basketball courts and he keeps asking me, where is the closest one for this time (laughs) when we go in the summer? But just adapting to what he wants to do and allowing that space and the ebb and flow for how they like to navigate the parks when they have more control over what they want and being able to do that. Okay. So adding more flexibility I guess you can think that teenagers are going to be so much easier that you still need to be flexible with them. <laughs> I do agree with you. I, I used to teach junior high and there's a reason I did it because I think that that age group is so funny and <laughs> fun to, to be around, but I, not everyone does. I keep thinking too about people who have never been to Disneyland and I can foresee that some teenagers are like, ah, but it's not Six Flags. It's yeah, not. It's for babies. Yeah, it's for babies. I'm not going to have fun there. Like, mm-hmm. how do you get them excited or like maybe they like Disney but they're not like showing that right well there's definitely a lot of thrill rides and you can focus on that during your trip with teens make sure they're getting in all those things and not only riding them but multiple times I mean we talked about Incredicoaster and Rider Switch in the last episode but Incredicoasters if you hit it at the right time that's one that you can ride over and over yep. again with very little wait time, and it's one of the most thrilling in the parks. So, yeah, I think you could even get their interest up with rides like Web Slingers or Midway Mania or even uh, Astro Blasters a as a competition. Yeah, like, absolutely. okay, who's going to win this time? And right. they're and not going to turn that down. You know, teens, they're always motivated by money too. You can put money on yep. the line. <laughs> we haven't done that with that, but we've done a little thing with the teens that if we ever run into someone they know on vacation out of state, they get 20 bucks. <laughs> and that's happened. Like watching it. For so people. it's like that's unplanned. Fun. So there's things that you can kind of like, if there's any Motivate little them. moodiness you can throw in souvenirs or money or extra treats with the teenagers. It's funny how much competition or other things like that work for them. Same with you. That, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Um, so some of the things that are unique to teenagers is that um, now they might be old enough to be able to go off on their own. Right. And when I say might, I mean they, they, they do. Yeah, so <laughs> we just talked about my son wanting to go back to the hotel. So it depends on where we're staying, whether I let him walk back by himself or I um, he's taller than me. So I think it's, <laughs> I think he can go alone. But depending on their ages and how comfortable they are with the resort. So the, my kids have been going since they were babies. Mm-hmm. So they're very comfortable with the layout of the parks and things like that. But... They're probably going to want to go off on their own, especially if you're doing like an expanded family trip where you have like cousins or Mm -hmm. maybe you're there on a youth trip, like cheerleading competition or something where they have friends with them. Um, One of the things that we like to do for going off on their own is if you're just starting out, you can limit it to one land. You could Mm. limit it to one park. Like we're not going to park hop without each other or something like that. Good point. Um, But always, always have a meetup time and space. Even though you have cell phones, let's have that as like a backup um, kind of default, a time and place. 
because sometimes you'll lose your signal or your battery will die. So we always want to have a meetup time and place. Yeah, that was always a necessity when I was a kid in the 1800s. <laughs> yes. And then you were kind of mentioning how like the, these rules that you want them to be accustomed to like family rules, family rules, park learn, rules. Yeah, don't do anything stupid to get yourself. Yeah, well, out. we're coming up on grad night season mm, at Disneyland yes. Resort. Yes, we well, are. Where they, so, they torment the poor mask or poor uh, characters so, sometimes, and and all the families are worried about going. And the reason why is because they're worried about the behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm bringing my little kids, are there going to be teenagers running crazy, cutting lines? using all kinds of thing, words that my yep. kids haven't heard. Um, so when you're bringing a teenager and they're going off on their own for one reason or, not, or another, just make sure that they know that there is no line cutting. We don't get in line and hold our spot for our friends. We wait till we're all there together. I mean, it sounds simple. They know these rules, mm-hmm. but just letting them know that you know, hey, make sure your behavior is appropriate and just be courteous of other people. And thinking about when, if they want to go on their, go on their own, that they're a single rider. Oh yeah. Single <laughs> yeah. rider. Yeah. Yes. And we do that as a family a lot too, where you can get in certain attractions and bypass the standby because you'll be riding separately. And uh, if you didn't know, if you're over 14, you can go on any ride alone. So that yes. has a single rider. Oh, yeah. Any ride. Any ride. Sorry. And then as care. a single rider, it's seven, Ooh. which is pretty young. But Interesting. Yeah. Teenagers, absolutely single rider. 100%. Oh, yeah, because I guess they'll always be around someone. <laughs> They're going to be yeah. put by someone else. That... Um, do you ever... Well, I guess if your kids are going off on their own... It could be an option that if you have younger ones and older ones, that maybe they're going to be your babysitter for a minute so that you can go get have some adult alone time. Yeah, the maybe parks. they're pushing the stroller around, getting mm-hmm. that younger sibling or cousin to fall asleep and the adults go off. Or maybe, again, you've bribed them to babysit with money so that yeah, you can still go. have like a true. nice dinner at Blue Bayou or something. And a lot of times... <clears throat> my teenagers aren't as reluctant to go on the kitty rides as you might think, mm-hmm. because there is that nostalgic aspect to it, right? Where they're like, Oh man, I used to watch this as a kid. And well, that's what I like, this I can foresee cause you guys go every 12 minutes like we do, but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're remembering as a kid, but like if someone has not gone to Disneyland ever and then they're like 14, if you're like worried that, they might not like it because it's a cool kitty ride. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's funny because you like you're waiting in line at uh, a ride at Disneyland and you see these teenagers who are like trying to be all thug with each other and whatever, like just. And then uh, they're coming uh, off of they, Snow White. Yeah, yes. they're doing Snow White or Small World. It's just it's kind of fun and cute. So. <laughs> now you mentioned this earlier when they were going off on their own, but this is the age where you really have to start worrying about phones mm-hmm. with your kids as well. I mean, they can be a really useful tool. Yes. For you and your kids. And they're going to be the ones to teach you how to use Genie Plus or whatever it is they that the Disney has decided to change. You just hand it over to them in the morning and say, figure this out, please. And they will definitely handle it. So all of our kids have phones. Some have phone service. Some rely on Wi-Fi. And I know you guys talked about mm-hmm. like Wi-Fi in the parks recently. Um, and for my one child that 
only uses Disney Wi-Fi for texting, um, it has been pretty consistent for her. When we're separated, she's been able to okay. to get in touch with me or at hmm. least find a, yeah, a good, walking a good spot if she needs to. So that's cool. But I think that phones, if you already got them at home, that's already part of your routine and stuff, bring those with you. Make sure you have those extra batteries so that you can keep mm-hmm. them charged because they will drain very yes. quickly. And you're not really... Come unlike what kids are used to now where they can just kind of find a charging spot anywhere, yeah, you're not, not really going to find that in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. No. If you don't have a portable charger, it's not happening. Uh, you, I was going to say too, because um, teens just want to text and do Instagram and Facebook and TikTok constantly. Do you try to like help them see like, you know, you should probably like be in the moment here and not, not just be on social media constantly or... I think let's just jump into it with them and say like, mm-hmm. oh, look, this would be a really cute photo spot. Here's a great mm-hmm. background while you're taking a picture of your corn dog. <laughs> Why not? They're going to be doing it so anyway. And doing it. the selfie face. The yes, du- the duck face. It. Like when that whole like the corn song was yeah. like crazy. So my girls got corn on the cob and they did their little thing to the corn and it's just great. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> I say let's. Just I mean, do it. obviously, I think we're still a culprit. A or we sense. still use our phones constantly, but it's just sad to see people like, especially on a ride, like on pirates, and their people are just like doing Instagram. I think it's different when they're on the ride. Yes, totally. It's really frustrating. I think that's just some like courtesy too of yeah. of what we do, what we don't do, and um. I love connecting with whoever I'm there with in line. Mm-hmm. Like we're chatting, we're talking, we're getting to know each other better. It's like they always say about parents, like if you need to have a conversation with your kid, put them in the car. And mm-hmm. But it's also get in line at get Disneyland because we yep. have so many conversations and we just play like 20 questions or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just a really fun time. To or heads up. We always do heads up. Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to use the tech, um, there's tech with Disney games and stuff like that, that you can use as well to keep everyone occupied, but not like disconnected right. from the exactly. group. part as a group. Uh, well, since you're mentioning games and the park tech and stuff, um, you're mentioning how this is now an age where they might be into more of the games they have around the parks, like the games of Pixar Pier or the Bounty Hunter game in Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Yeah. So the Pixar Pier games isn't a phone game, but it is like a carnival style game. And those are just really throwbacks type of games, things that you don't see all the time. But they're simple, anymore. but they're still simple, fun. Simple, yes. And challenging, right? Yeah, especially yeah. for the athletically inclined, <laughs> the, the uh, Heimlich one that uh, you have to throw and yeah, it's really hard to do. Um, yeah, we, our oldest niece, we, um, she was a softball player and we tried to have her do that one. And she was just like telling us all the reasons why this is basically impossible. So don't even deal with it. Um, so, um, those are really good options. And then of course there's the bounty hunter games, especially if your kids happen to be into star Wars. Yes. And star Wars galaxy's edge is a great place for teens period. Like it's huge. There's so much to do. Oga's Cantina, I mean, mm-hmm. how excited are they to like go into a bar? This is great. I know. <laughs> and then they're okay to be there, and there's lots of drink options for everybody. So why wouldn't they really enjoy that? But we haven't tried Bounty Hunters yet. Have you tried it? Yeah, it's strangely fun. 
I don't really know why. <laughs> I know my son will be all over that. It's just like the only downside is that you do need a magic band. You have to do it at night. You can't really see what's going on okay, on your magic yes. band after. It is difficult to see the light on the magic band if it's daylight outside, which is an unfortunate thing. All right, let's kind of like shift gears and talk a little bit more about like food for teenagers and the fact that like at this age, the meal itself is starting to become like an experience for them that they're looking forward to. For kids, it's like, okay, let's stop the fun so we can have some food. Or they're picky eaters. Or they're being really picky, (laughs) which I mean, some teenagers still are. But for teenagers now, they're actually like choosing, like you were mentioning before about ogas, that now they're just super excited to go and stop and be in a bar. But (laughs) now the food can be an experience for them. Yeah, we love to do certain upgrades or just a sit-down meal with our teenagers because they know that this is part of it. And especially since we've gone so much, we try to do something that's like different or special. One of their favorite places is definitely Lamplight Lounge because that's they a great place. So eclectic. They do have the mocktails there and then we can order like a bunch of different things and all kind of share. It's a great atmosphere there. And we like to do. They ogas, can do their like TikTok in there. Yes, they can definitely <laughs> do TikToks anywhere they like, and then treats. They're always into trying out mm. like what's the latest, what's the newest thing, and checking out those. Doing some mobile orders. They're fantastic at handling that too. Like, hey, just get our lunch order going, <laughs> and they'll go around and get the whole group's order. Situated. And they're just feeling really special that I am in charge of this. And in your mind, you're like, and you're my slave yeah. right now. It's so <laughs> great. Yeah, because they can take some of that responsibility off. Why not? You've, you've had years where you've had to deal with it. Don't deal with it anymore if you don't have to. But yeah, these are, uh, for when we've taken our nieces, we've done some of those upgrades. Like what's when we've done like Riverbell Terrace, the phantasmic viewing from the terrace. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've watched it with them. Wasn't it, um, we usually do the World of Color Dessert Party oh, with them as well. Fantastic. And they really, really so enjoyed that. Although we did do the buffet at... Um, Storytellers and all the all the one niece ate was a bunch of mac and cheese, so I paid forty five dollars yes. for mac and cheese. So it's can be hit and miss. It's right? hit and miss sometimes. Yes. I was like, seriously. Yes. Luckily, another time we went, one of them was like, "We'll be sharing meals." Yeah, and we're like, "Cool." That's we didn't even have to talk to them about it. They just did it, so that worked out really, really nice. Uh, obviously, with kids like this age, pool time might surprisingly still be a bit of a thing or like, yeah, wanting to just kind of be wanting to do something else. And you, I know you kind of mentioned that as well, like being flexible with them, but do you ever have like other, um, anything that you're like kids as a whole have ever been like, we want to do this right now. Yeah. Well, we try to make a pool day either on arrival or departure day, sometimes in between our park days, depending on, but we definitely like to do a full pool day. Um, We have a few favorites. We like Cambria because they have water slides and they have suites at their hotel. Um, Courtyard theme park entrance is always awesome for their water slides. I actually just stayed there and um, went down the water slides a couple of times myself. (laughs) And Disneyland Hotel, obviously, for the slides. And And there's the Grand Cal that's like one foot down. It's dumb. (laughs) Yeah. But just adding into that whole like vacation experience, choosing somewhere, and each of those hotels partners with Getaway Today, so you can use Jordan and Dan's link and check out those hotels. They're really good for um, teens, and my son loves the basketball court that they also have at the Cambria 
I cannot tell you how many times when we were there, he was playing pickup games, and then he would see the other boys in the parks that he had played with, and mm-hmm. they'd be like, what's up, bro? <laughs> you know? And, like, he had so much fun playing basketball, and I'm so glad that we spent all that vacation money for it. <laughs> One last thing that I know that you mentioned um, last time when you were talking about money for souvenirs for your kids um, I, I imagine it would be, could it be a little bit different or should it be a little bit different with teenagers? Cause I know you're mentioning that you usually give kids like Disney gift cards in order to buy souvenirs. Is that the same thing that you do for, with teenagers? Yeah. At this age. And since we do multiple visits, they're not typically getting souvenirs every time, but I still give them gift cards because I'm not always with them every second when they want a water or a churro. So those gift cards are about $25 depending on how many days we go. And that's just for random little quick snacks that they want and see to make things easier on me. So I'm not running around with my credit card all, all the day long. That is handy. That Do you give handy. them more obviously? Cause <laughs> so I still higher. pay for their meals and stuff, right. but that is just purely like a random drink or random snack. And then at the the last day that we're there, we're running like out of time. I collect any gift cards and spend the rest on whatever that we're doing. So it's not necessarily like their money. I still consider it mine, yeah. but you're welcome to spend it on food and drinks as you please. Would you do the same thing if it was like money that they were earning? If it was money that they or were... Or would you just say this is your money and you get to spend it how you want? Yeah, if it was money that they were earning specifically, and that's kind of what they do now, they have some ideas of maybe some more expensive souvenirs that they want, then they can just bring their own money however they want it, or we can okay. put it in a gift card form if that makes them more comfortable and carrying it around. Okay. It's just like trying to navigate this, you're almost an adult, almost, <laughs> time period, and making sure they feel like they are seen as almost adults and not that they're these little kids anymore. So, um, thanks Jessica again. I mean, for these last now three episodes, yeah, <laughs> just like importing, importing all your knowledge. It's like a have. whole season for a BBC show. It is. <laughs> if we were in Britain, this would be an entire season. Fantastic. <laughs> so, um, once again, uh, you can follow Jessica on Instagram and Facebook at Disneyland Plan. Her website is the happiest blog on earth, and her uh, Facebook group is the Disneyland with Kids. You can join there and get a lot more insight into going to Disneyland with Kids of Engage and it's a great community there. So, seriously, for all these episodes, thank you so much, Jessica. You're so welcome. It's a big commitment. We <laughs> appreciate it. So um, she's already mentioned some of the hotels that you can book through our partners at Getaway today. So that affiliate link is in the description. You can uh, use that to book your next trip. They save you a lot of money, have a lot of specials going on, and it's a way to support us. Make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast to get episodes as they drop. Leave us a rating or review if you feel so inclined on Apple or Spotify or Audible. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The handles are in the description. Anything else? Nope. That's great. Okay. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys. Bye. Bye.